0: Yes, time to talk women's football with Alicia Carnabas. Evening, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. How
1: are you? What's happening, guys?
0: Very good. Sorry we didn't get to meet up at the World Cup. You were there at a couple of games as well. Oh, good. Oh, good.
1: What a time, right? What a time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, We'll talk about the A-League women's in a moment. Uh, First of all, I just briefly wanted your take on the... (laughs) this uh, news about the three Grand Finals, because it's not just the men's Grand Finals that are going to be moved to Sydney, but the women's as well. What's your view on it?
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not a fan of the decision. Um, uh, look, for women's football, I guess, um, the sore point, I think, for, for me is that historically the nucleus for women's football going back was always Sydney. Mm. And I thought we'd evolved a little bit from Valentine's Sports Park and the good old days of that being the kind of hub uh, for women's football and, and all big things. So I feel like we've just taken a little step back and um, like you guys were saying earlier in the show, on the back of, um, I guess, the progress and what I think is success with the Socceroos, Um just felt like the whole country was all eyes on football in such a positive and and glowing way and it was just such a unique opportunity to keep that that going um particularly around the A-League and I think with the Women's World Cup it's much the same it's a a nationwide event we're obviously using our neighbours a bit there as well in New Zealand but um I feel like it's just going against the grain of what we're trying to achieve you know um at this stage I just think it's as a unit as a football unit regardless of whether it's the a-league or the federation it's um we should be looking a little bit broader and starting to
0: just
1: yeah. spread the reach really and i think uh, we talk about it often the other codes um hate to bring them up but afl do it really well they really get out there and and get their game out there in all nooks and crannies and i think we've just missed a, an opportunity but
0: mm. okay. is it
1: business yeah
0: yeah it's business um yeah All right. Uh, I want to ask you about the Women's World Cup, of course, which draws ever closer. The Matildas have chosen Queensland as their base for the tournament, which I I know will sit well with you being a Queenslander. Uh, We've actually had a text from Stuart, who is from the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria. That's his words, not mine. Uh, And he says, strange decision, in my opinion, that the Matildas choose Queensland as a base when the Queensland government spends $600 per player more on rugby union and the Victorian government is spending $100 million on a home for the Matildas which I think is actually a fair point. What's your take on that?
1: Absolutely don't disagree. I think he's spot on. Um, and I'm a Queenslander, so I'm going to say this from, from a non-biased perspective. Um, look, am I happy that they're in Queensland? Absolutely. I think we have one of the best, um, I guess, success pools out of Queensland for for Matildas, and in particular the QAS facilities are a second to none. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I agree. Cost, cost um, per head. I think Victoria is well ahead of Queensland. Um, I think we've got a long way to catch up by way of input financially to football yeah. up here. Okay. Um, but perhaps that's the strategy. Is that the strategy to get um, a bigger market right up here by way of population, perhaps? And and the I guess Queensland being huge by way of space as well. Are we starting to target? market by keeping the matildas up here and queensland to be fair is a you know I, I do say melbourne's the home of sport in a big way but queensland in its own right we've, we've held our own for many years in many sports so um uh, look i'm seeing it i understand that point but i'm seeing it more as a bit of a yeah marketing opportunity but also weather. it's going to be a winter world cup in uh, australia and new zealand and i think Queensland weather might be slightly better than Melbourne's in June, July, August. And
0: that's maybe one of the reasons why it's been chosen. Um, let's move yeah. on and talk about the A-League women action across the weekend. Uh, are we seeing a similar pattern to last season developing with uh, with Melbourne City and Sydney FC setting the pace at the top?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're well ahead, um, Melbourne City in particular. They've sort of just hit the ground running, which, to be fair, isn't surprising. Um, but, you know, they're... Goal average is, is already up there. I think they're 12 goals, four and two against, which is huge uh, so quickly into the comp as well. So um, it's early days and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, we've got a longer season as well. Um, longer seasons often see a bit of fatigue and injury and things like that. So we'll see how they how they go in, in maintaining that pace. But, yeah, a bit of a, a gap between the top two and the rest at the moment.
0: Mm. There's some big score lines as well across the week and, and some cracking goals um, over the weekend, including uh, a one direct from a corner from Alex Chidiak for the victory. What a An goal Olympico, that was. Olympico, they call it.
1: <laughs> Look, isn't she playing well? Like I just was watching her. The goal was fantastic and Alex is such a talented player and athlete in her own right. But um, just seeing her sort of – come into Victory's squad. They've got a really, really strong squad themselves. I just don't think they've quite found their feet in entirety yet, just a bit of a slow start. But um, she's really sort of leading as well in that team, which is great, and I think it's really healthy for her as well, coming back home and having a full season uh, before the World Cup. I think, um, for me, she's one of those players that Tony will have to take, um, in my opinion, but it's just good to see that all-round performance from her as well, as well as the Stunner that she scored on the weekend with that goal.
0: Um, I was going to ask you, apart from Alex Chidiak, uh, have there been any other players that have perhaps uh, not been in the mix so far that have maybe started to put themselves on the radar for Tony Gustafsson in these opening rounds of the uh, A-League women's competition?
1: Yeah, S- Sydney have got a few bolters, absolutely. But again, it's it's still fairly early. I think Remy Simpson is is a real glue in Sydney's attack um, and feeding some fantastic uh, balls through for conversion for Sydney, which is great to see. So I think they'll have a few in their squad that that might sort of spark Tony's interest. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be quite interesting seeing what his take is now that he's actually watching a, a full A-League season. Um, that's going to be quite interesting. And whether or not he makes those changes or or decides to bring anyone in sort of with six months to go, really, we're sort of at that tail end of decision-making. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what he does.
0: Interesting. Let's uh, go overseas. Uh, in the FA mm-hmm. Women's Super League, a win for Chelsea over Reading. Uh, Sam Kerr was only on the bench, I assume. Is that to save her for the Champions League this week? Uh, Chelsea playing, I don't know how to pronounce this, I think it's Vlaznia of Albania. That's is that first. to save mm-hmm. her?
1: <laughs> Look, I would assume so. Um, it, it's very difficult to put Sam Kerr on the bench, whether she's playing an international or a domestic league, whatever it is, it's very difficult. I'm assuming it's just rest and rotation. Um, for Chelsea because their schedule is quite full as well, so um, that's my guess. Hard no. to hard to say, um, but look, that's that's the impression I think that most people would assume unless there's a little niggle or a bit of illness, but perhaps just that rotation of the squad.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, final one, uh, Alicia. Arsenal of course are also playing uh, in the Champions League this week. Uh, Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford's playing for the Gunners. Of course, they host Leon. Uh, Ellie yeah. Carpenter, unfortunately, probably not <laughs> ready to to play as yet in that one. But the winner wins the group. So that, that'll be a really good game for those two Aussies to be involved in.
1: Yeah, and they're both playing really well. So I think yeah, for Arsenal, it'll be a game that they want to win and the, a group that they want to top as well. I think um, this whole season, whether it's been in the Champions League or, or the WSL, they've really sort of set the tone really early with their performances and... They're up for the challenge, which is great to see. They have been up there for the last two seasons, but I think um, our Aussies are just performing really well, which is great to see. Mm. And if they can keep that up and, and top their group, I think it's going to be a really good season for Arsenal. I think our focus is always so much on Sammy and Chelsea. Um, and I think it's, it's good to see Caitlin and Steph performing um, for their team as well.
0: Sure is. Hey, Alicia, we'll uh, have to leave it there tonight. So uh, thanks, as per usual, for your time. And uh, we will speak to you same time next week. Chat soon. Thanks, guys. See you later. That's uh, Alicia Carnamas talking about the women's game. We're off to another quick break on the other side of it. We'll take more of your texts and discuss uh, a missive that's just come through from the Australian Premier Leagues. Stay tuned.